You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's look at the brackets. Maybe we have a better read on some of these first round matchups. So let's start with the Eastern version of the bracket. And the top seed in this region is number one seed Purdue, which let's talk about Purdue for just a second. Of all the number one seeds, don't we feel like this is the quote unquote softest of the number one seeds? Double ply tissue, Mr. Softy ice cream. Oh, Snuggles, <laughs> Fabric <laughs> Softener, whatever soft you want to look at, I think the committee is going to have their their enjoyment here. Where it, it, just call it. Let's go back to the to the Big Ten championship game. They were up by what fifteen at one point against Penn State, which was a team that's really just excited to be there, knowing that getting that that far, they were going to pass the grade. Mm-hmm. This game came down to a final possession, literally on a player taking an extra step, taking trying to, uh, attempting to take a three when they were only down two. So literally the number one team was about to lose to a team that just got into the tournament from winning a couple of games. This is a soft team. I'm just going to say it out loud. And there is a matchup that I'm looking at down the road. But I think they're okay in their first matchup. But if Memphis can get past Florida Atlantic, that Memphis-Purdue game is the game I'm going to tell people, do not bother me. I'm going to love to see what Penny Hardaway is going to do to the big, slow Purdue team with no names on their backs. So that's the matchup I'm looking forward to down the road. But again, that is, and Memphis could fall asleep kind of overlooking this 8-9 matchup with Florida Atlantic. Don't sleep. But that could be part of Memphis's problem, too. They've been known to sleep through matches. So, yeah, if Memphis can get through this 8-9 game, and get Purdue in a second-round matchup, Memphis is going to the Sweet 16, Purdue going home. Well, what you say about Purdue is not off-base, and it is not you know totally uncalled for because in the betting world, we have seen Purdue as a team that's been profitable to fade. This season, despite yeah. being 28-5 and five overall, they're just 13-1 uh, against the spread. So not a great team to bet on because that is another factor that – you know, the casual fan needs to see when it comes to betting on these games. Sometimes it's not about picking a winner. And I know about filling out a perfect bracket, you are picking winners. But in the world of betting, like, you are not going to have your entire bracket, you know, thrown into flames if you don't get one right. That's the great thing about betting. I honestly like betting on these games better than the brackets. Because one game Mm. can totally cost you. Yeah, that's true. And plus, what... What, what kind of points are you getting? That's the other part of it. And yeah. what does it come down to? So that, you know, you start looking at some of the teams, like some of the teams I can think of that 
in neutral sites and their margin of victory over 10 include teams like I think Kansas, uh, Drake is in there. I think there's so some of the teams, uh, like Houston, Purdue, Connecticut, Memphis, Texas, Drake, Arizona, Iona. These are teams that you look at in terms of, you know, hey, what their margin of victory tends to be over 10 when they've covered the spread at neutral sites where these games are going to be. So that might be something that you look at in terms of can you get a little more elbow room on the spread to get yourself into plus money. Yeah, and so let's look at the other teams in the Eastern region. The number two seed is Marquette. Their first round matchup is against Vermont, and they're laying 13 and a half. This is a very good Marquette team. We all know that. Uh, fresh off their conference tournament victory. Are there any other teams in this bracket that you see as the higher seeds, but maybe worth fading in their first round matchups against the spread? Hmm. Because we were just talking about this Duke matchup. And I think we're going to be on different sides. uh, Because I I, I think as a team, a lot of our uh, Daily Tip members are going to be on Oral Roberts. And let me tell you, I would probably take them against the spread because they're getting seven and a half against Duke. But it's hard for me to sit here and say Duke's going to lose. Because Duke has been playing incredible basketball down the stretch and they are very talented it's a team that kind of fits the mold of the unc team that we saw last year just underperforming the entire season until march rolls around so i am hesitant to pick that upset but seven and a half maybe i'll take oral roberts getting the seven and a half and and the only thing that scares me about that is what if oral roberts starts to get into a fouling situation where they're down a couple of possessions and they don't hit and that six suddenly turns to eight, right? That's that. That's why I would be concerned on a number like that where, okay, you know teams are going to try and foul to try and get possessions. They don't convert those possessions. It's not like the NBA where you slow walk the ball up and just kind of shake hands and just, you know, dribble it out. You're going to play this to the end. So I think it would be a competitive game, but I think it kind of gets outside of that seven and a half, maybe gets to about nine because of some free throw shooting towards the end because of the forced fouling that's going to have to happen, trying to go three for two or what have you. Right. Uh, the other team that is a blue blood, well, maybe not a blue blood, uh, but a team that has a high seat here, looks great on paper, that I might be fading, Tennessee. The Vols have lost yeah. two of their last three games, eliminated by Missouri in the SEC tournament this weekend as five-and-a-half-point favorites. And plus, their guards, the guy Ziegler, now out for the season with a torn ACL. I know they have Louisiana in their first-round matchup, but this is not a Tennessee team that I really like covering big numbers. Uh, this is a 12-and-a-half-point spread, so that one makes me nervous for the favorite. And then looking at that Kentucky and Providence game, Kentucky mm-hmm. laying four-and-a-half against a pretty battle-tested team Providence out of the Big East. KJ, which of these matchups stand out to you? I like the Kentucky-Providence game because even if you're leaning Kentucky, you get a little bit of value there at minus 166. So, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, considering it's the favorite. But, again, you just don't know what this Kentucky team, and that's why I say that Providence at plus 138 isn't the worst take if you're looking at the upset of an 11-6 just because Providence has been – yeah, they've been they've been kind of swimming underwater here a little bit, you know, the stretch of their Big East tournament and into the season. But Kentucky sometimes will fall asleep, and if Providence gets off to a hot start, Kentucky may force itself to try and get back into a game that they may not be able to get back into. So, 
that's a tempting game right there, Providence, Kentucky. Um, I would probably more look at the upset than I would look at that spread because you're talking one possession. So if you're saying, hey, this is a three and a half point game, I'm not touching. I just don't think it's that four one and team half. will beat the Oh, it's up to four and a half, four and a half. The screen right now. Okay, so it's going up from three and a half. So oh, yeah, I'm not I, Yeah, so yeah, so I, I'm it, that's a game I would probably stay away from on a spread. I, I would look at a total once you know, once a, if we could see it once I see a total, I would like the higher end of that total, probably somewhere over one thirty five for sure. Um, but Providence on the upset or a total over one thirty five. Maybe if you see if you if you're diehard, you just have to take Kentucky and some inside inside of some type of parlay. I, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, shortest spread of this region is the Michigan State and USC matchup with Michigan State laying a point and a half. It is Tom Izzo season. Clearly, he has the experience when it comes to coaching. But this is a really solid USC team as well. Uh, so I think that from a watching perspective will probably be the best one. Who do you see advancing out of this region, KJ? Uh, and this this the region with uh, where uh, Purdue's the number one overall. Yes. Mm-hmm. I see Marquette making it to the Final Four out of this. Yeah, me out too. Of this region. Uh, it, I, it's I, not I like flashy. It's not fun. But Marquette yeah. deserves to be. Uh, for your consideration, I think, to advance out of this region. I think a lot of people will probably be fading. Purdue in this when I have yeah. seen like I watched all the coverage yesterday from ESPN Purdue was not getting a ton of credit there maybe they'll prove us wrong here but I don't think so we have seen it all season long they have per- performed I think under expectations especially when you have somebody like Zach Eady who is a cheat code mm-hmm. like you should be winning games by a lot more points than you do instead of eking out wins against teams like Penn State so I think we're both on Marquette here uh, is yeah. there anything else that strikes your your eyes as you look at this bracket on your printed bracket? This one is my most interesting one. I actually have Duke winning two games. I have them beating Tennessee, and I have Memphis losing to Marquette in the Elite Eight. So I have cool. Memphis making a run after beating Purdue, and I have Duke making a bit of a what would be kind of a stated run beating Tennessee, that same Tennessee team we were just talking about, like you just – don't really buy into that well. I think they get through a cut, they get through one game, but I think they lose to Duke. And then I think Duke loses to Memphis. So it's my most interesting bracket out of all. It's the least chalked one. That's for sure. Right. I think this is the most winnable region of uh, the bracket. If you like any of those teams to make a deep run, uh, if you like Purdue, unlike us, you can get them plus 250 to make the final four. Marquette is 25 to one to win the national championship plus 450 to make the final four. And uh, Duke and Tennessee, a little bit longer odds. Tennessee, five to one to make the final four. Duke, nine to one to make the final four. I don't know. Uh, I think from a watching perspective, this will probably be the most evenly matched. But I'm pretty sold on Marquette coming out of this uh, bracket. If it wasn't Marquette, who do you think it'll be? If it wasn't Marquette coming out of that, I, it, it would be mm-hmm. Memphis, I would, I, I believe because I have Michigan state advancing to play Marquette. Um, I don't, I think Kansas state has kind of hit its rut. And I, I, I think they, they're going to, I think they may have trouble against Kentucky. So Memphis is 18 to one to make the final four. So if Memphis can get lucky in that game against Marquette that I have, 
then voila, that's a that's a that's a big payout right there. So, so right. I, Memphis is, I think, you know, I think the way they showed against Houston and as dominant as they were in that first half, you have to say, okay, if that team shows up for the tournament, that's a dangerous team. Don't know if they can win it all, but they could, they can, they would be the sweetheart story uh, of the tournament for sure. Right. Even though you do need to put an asterisk, uh, asterisk uh, next to their win over Houston because Houston right. didn't have Marcus Sasser in that game. He is their best right. player. But it would be a nice little story for head coach Penny Hardaway, Hardaway. If you remember, he played in March Madness a couple of times for Memphis. He was a player on that team. And of course, now this is his second trip to March Madness as a coach for uh, Memphis. So a nice story there. Yeah, I also like the Marquette story as well. I like if if you if you told me I would probably say Marquette was an argument there was probably some argument to put them at one. Not enough of an argument, but if you said Purdue was a two and Marquette was a one, there could be an argument there. I think they're the first number two because of Arizona losing to uh UCLA, uh, beating UCLA again. There might be some of an argument in there, but UCLA won the Pac-12 outright. So, you know, Marquette is that team, I believe, that you do not want to see on your side of the bracket just because they are that strong right now. And Shaka Smart is just an unbelievable coach who really has the pulse of his players. Oh, yeah, and he's done it before. Uh, we know he has yep. the experience when it comes to March. As somebody who is here in Nashville, let me tell you who I feel nervous for. for. The Tennessee Vols, like I said, a team that's not rolling into March very hot. I don't like their chances. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.